Hello, this is Lee and Kate Ridge welcoming you to episode 7 of the Education Transformation Podcast on the topic of team meetings. talking today Lee about team meetings I don't know about you but I've been in an awful lot that have been very unproductive it's a really interesting topic isn't it um, because often the person that's chairing the meeting doesn't see that the fact that a lot of these team meetings are unproductive and are not constructive in any way no, and most people that I talk to dread team meetings and our work days are often filled with numbers of meetings. So there's all this unproductive time and discontent among workers about team meetings. Right, so what are some really good just for those just for those out there that are actually chairing meetings and don't really and don't actually realise that some of these meetings are not constructive. What are some really good uh, clues around the table that you should be looking for in relation to whether a team meeting is productive or it's not? Well, I think in the first instance, if you just have a regular weekly, fortnightly, monthly scheduled meeting with a standing agenda, you mm. don't need the meeting. There actually needs to be a genuine purpose for the meeting. What do you want to achieve by it? So for me, that's the biggest thing. Get rid of scheduled meetings. They don't work. No, look, look. in those scheduled meetings, often everyone's expected to provide an overview um, of what they've achieved in that week. But if you're working with the same team members, you already know what they've achieved. That's right. Um, and it's a pointless exercise. But some of those examples, Kate, are, uh, you know, if you're, if you're looking around and people are on their telephones, texting or just scrolling... That person's not interested. Or, you, on, or taking notes on your computer. That person's not interested. And yeah. if you move along the table and if someone's looking out the window, that person's not interested. Yeah. Or the conversations with the person sitting next to you while the meeting's going on. These side conversation. That's also a very good indicator that there's people not engaged and they probably didn't even need to be there in the first place. If you move along next to them and there's a person that week after week is constantly taking notes, as the chair of that meeting, at the break time or nearing the end of that time of, of the completion of the, of the session, stand up and have a glance at what they did because often they're drawing a picture. They're not actually... Or their notes have nothing to do with the topic that, that has been discussed. I must say I'm a culprit for artwork during meetings yeah, yeah. that are engaging or that I didn't need to be at. People that are constantly uh, ringing in because they're on the road, yeah. they're not interested in your team meeting. I think one of the great indicators is when people choose to take their leave or make medical appointments <laughs> or school appointments, any appointment or any leave on the day the team meeting is scheduled. And by then, we're back around to the chair, around that table, but that person's interested. Yes. So it's it's a real conundrum because the chair often thinks a lot of work is being done that genuinely. was productive. Yes. Yes. Um, but if you were really genuinely asking and wanted genuine feedback from people in meetings, generally, 
they didn't find them of use at all. Well, that's a great topic. That's a great sub-point because um, it's really useful. If you're having a team meeting, then it should be a format of a meeting that the team is is comfortable with. So it doesn't hurt to say, hey, you know, because you can do stand-up meetings, you can do toolbox meetings, you can do uh, uh, monthly meetings, whatever. You know, there's numerous different ways in which you can do it. You can do, you know, go-to meetings, uh, whatever's going to work for the team. So ask the team what they would prefer. Yes. So I guess some of the things to consider when you're planning a meeting as, as the chair are, what is the purpose? What do I want to achieve out of it? What's what's the clear outcome that I want from this? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't got any idea about that, cancel the meeting. There's no purpose to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Is anyone going to gain anything from it? Am I going to gain anything from it? Is the organisation going to be moved forward? And if, if you can't answer those questions, then you've really got to question the purpose. Yeah. So the purpose of having or, or the, the, the familiarity of having meetings just for the sake of meetings, like once a week, once, once a month, if it's not for a specific purpose, it's not worth holding. And generally those sort of meetings are just to tell people information. Well, for me, I prefer an email which yeah. I can read in yeah. two minutes yeah. rather than spend Useful an hour. Something like that. Exactly. Yes, yes exactly. Um, so I only schedule a meeting when it's needed. Yes. Very important. Um, ensure that what is being discussed and the outcomes that you want are sort of planned in advance. Maybe even provide documentation or, or a briefing to those that you're calling to the meeting um, in advance. Yeah, and if they, it's important to remember too, people are busy, you know, we all have jobs, we all have competing priorities. So you might send out documents or reading to be done prior to the meeting. But just be aware that people may not have got to do, have got around to reading that Mm -hmm. so it can be useful just to have five minutes at the beginning of the meeting here's the material i sent out can you please read through it make a couple of notes we're going to be discussing it in a minute that way you know everyone is on the same page they've got the same information it's a good idea it's a good idea sometimes sometimes talking points can be quite technical and quite multi-layered and and those that you've called to the meeting um uh, are invested heavily into into the culture of the topic. So rather than having a meeting that runs for perhaps two or three hours, uh, and often they're not overly fruitful, perhaps it's better to have two or three meetings scheduled over the next three weeks that run for half an hour. Yeah, I think so. You're much better off having a focused one outcome meeting rather than a meeting that goes for two, three hours or all day mm. with multiple points that you want to achieve. If you just have one, you know exactly what it is that the outcome is that you yep. want to achieve. Everyone in the meeting knows that this is the purpose and they can focus on that. Now, let's also consider the fact that some of our faculty meetings might have 20 plus or, or, sorry, not meetings, but but our faculty may have groups of 20 in a program. Should we be meeting with all of those individuals in a room, or is it better and more constructive to meet with just those that need to be there? Well, my personal opinion is that big meetings are really just information. You're just one person talking 
and sharing. The chair is wanting to give information. Which is not being a good steward no. of those of, of the time available. So keep it small. You know, who really, really needs to be there? Being defined, if you know the purpose, then you're going to know who needs to be there. Mm-hmm. So keeping it well under 10 people, from my point of view, is easier to facilitate as the chairperson. Um, anything over that, it can get unwieldy and people then become disengaged. You have the people on the phone, on their computers. You don't want that. You want, for me, five to eight is probably a great size for Mm -hmm, a meeting. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good idea to hold a meeting, perhaps, or schedule a meeting half an hour before lunch? No. (laughs) Not unless you're bringing lunch. Um, Or Friday afternoons. Uh Uh-huh. Or Monday yeah. mornings, because people come in fresh the week. They want to look at what they have to mm-hmm. do, check mm-hmm. their emails. Yep. They don't want to be rushing into a meeting at quarter past nine. Yep, yep, yep. And also at the end of the week. Yes. Because yeah. preparation time and the like. Yep. Uh, do we, if someone walks in and they're notorious, and, and you always have someone like this in your work team, um, where they're notoriously walking in 10 minutes late, do you start the meeting again so we can recap and ensure that person's up to speed? or? Which often often happens. Now, I'm a bit of a time Nazi. I figure if you're not there on time, well, if you're not there five minutes early, you're late. Mm -hmm. Um, So you should be there early so you're ready to start on time. If you come ten minutes late, you're well and truly late and I'm not going to accommodate you. You should become coming prepared on time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Obviously, that doesn't include emergencies and things that happen in life this is just people that are tardy um and finish on time you Mm -hmm. know so they say Mm -hmm. they're going to finish at 11 finish at 11 if you haven't finished reschedule another meeting yes Um, very important because it's showing respect to the uh, stakeholders that are involved and if you're the chairperson arrive 10 15 minutes early even half hour make sure all the it computers speakers phone yep. linkings everything is working don't roll in 10 minutes late with everyone sitting there waiting for yes, you yes yes again uh, that was something i was just about to raise um but again it's uh, it's out of respect for the stakeholders because if you're kept waiting uh people have already shut off and and yeah. are thinking about what they're doing in half an hour's time at the moment they're out of that meeting room yeah so ways to keep people engaged in the meeting is as the chairperson asking questions what do you think about this lee martha what are your thoughts do you have any ideas to contribute you know getting everyone involved making sure no one is left just sitting and that no one or two people dominate the whole discussion so you really need good facilitation skills in meetings well, in many ways, for, for a faculty, that should be pretty straightforward because we're used to classroom dynamics, hopefully. Um, so our meetings should be uh, at least running at a, at a better level than most organisations. But, but, of course, it's not always the case. But uh, ideally, that, that should be the, the, the situation. Meetings tend to be a bit of a black hole. So we need to facilitate yeah. rather than dominate. We genuinely do need to come in. I mean, we can, we can seek uh, that this is the goal but how do we get there? I'm open to suggestions um, as the chair. Uh, so, you know, there's always cultural beliefs and views that we haven't thought of, as in workplace culture I'm talking about. Um, and so we do need to listen and understand that there's multiple views, but these these are in... And so on that basis, there's a number of different ways to get to the overall goal that we're aspiring to achieve. 
Yeah. Uh, it's such a difficult thing because meetings can be really productive and useful and yes. they are needed. Yes. But so many of them don't achieve that goal. Yeah. So I only call meetings when they need to be called. Um, if you want monthly updates, perhaps put it in an email, put it in a bit of a newsletter, news bulletin. Um, don't necessarily hold your team meetings in a in a uh, in a genuinely often used meeting environment you know like a meeting room but take people out and let's let's go and sit yeah. if it's a nice day let's sit outside or let's grab a cup of coffee somewhere yeah. let's actually communicate together yeah i think another thing to consider as well if you do have a regularly scheduled meeting which i wouldn't recommend mm. but if you find your team really does need a regular weekly or monthly meeting yep. Have it at different times, so different times, different days, Wednesday morning, Thursday afternoon. That way you're never going to interrupt one person's yes. routine. Yes, very important. If you'd like to learn more about this topic and other professional development opportunities, visit www.transformationconsultancy.com.au.